Hey everyone, welcome to another week of the Bonafide Legal Podcast. This is your host, Florence Bremer. I'm a mother, a wife, a grandmother, a movie enthusiast, fan of a great deal, restaurant lover, follower of many television shows, self-proclaimed fashionista, and overall in love with popular culture. Besides all this, I'm a lawyer. I've been a lawyer since 1999. Throughout my practice, I struggled day by day to find balance between work and life. So on this week's podcast, I was planning on discussing some new time management tips and stress, stress management tips that I've picked up in the last two weeks. I'm recording this on September 11th. Since it was the week after Labor Day, I was also going to talk about how I spent Labor Day weekend. Basically, it was catching up on work and getting through this huge pile of magazines that I had, and I was looking forward to full steam ahead after the holiday. I felt during the weekend, during most of the weekend, I felt my brain was resetting after a few particularly busy weeks. Plus, the week before Labor Day, I spent two days at my client's office, and I was just burned out. It was also billing, which is always, it's not the worst thing in the world, but it's just something that every four weeks it comes, and it just takes forever to get through it. And a quote that I think is pretty popular, which is, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. I think it's a quote from Woody Allen, which is gross, but it's a good quote. So on actual Labor Day, my grandson, the littler one, tested positive for COVID. He had been exposed at his daycare, but he had zero symptoms. And my daughter was testing him because he had a photo shoot for his upcoming birthday. And to be safe, she just did an at-home test to make sure he was fine. The test was hard to read. Um, but it did appear to be positive. So for a few days, we actually had some hope that maybe it was a false positive, but he tested with his doctor a few days later, and it was a confirmed positive. So as soon as um, the at-home test was done, my daughter and grandson retreated to her bedroom. They share a room, and we started a quarantine. So I informed my office mates of what had happened, everything I just told you. And since the three of us all had the vaccine, we felt comfortable coming to work and wearing masks and also social distancing. My office is spread out. So we're about 20 feet apart from each other when we're working. And um, we have offices inside the office. So we can close doors to our office as well. So for the next few days, we left food for my daughter and grandson at the door, and she would come out at night and like maybe throw in some laundry, things like that. Uh, We kept in touch by FaceTime, and it's so weird to FaceTime with people that are in your house. In the meantime, I set up tests for my youngest daughter and myself at CVS on Wednesday. So that was Monday, and then Wednesday we had tests set up. And I will tell you this, I was so not worried. We all felt great. I have eight people in my house, and no one had symptoms. The grandson with COVID had a slight runny nose, but it was no worse than a usual baby runny nose. It probably would have been unnoticeable, except for the fact that my daughter was just looking at everything that was going on with him. And two weeks ago, he had the croup, 
And when he had the croup, he had such a, he had like one of those green mucusy noses and he didn't want to eat. And he was eating, you know, says he has COVID, but he's eating like a, uh, a hog and he is, um, running and playing when he had the croup, like nothing. He just was wanted to be held. He had a fever. He had just green snots. It was crazy. So with this, with COVID, like nothing. So I changed my email message at work and stated that I was exposed and I scheduled meetings past the quarantine quarantine time and changed everything else to virtual. Again, I felt this was all a precaution because I had nothing going on in terms of symptoms. On Wednesday, I took the test and had to wait for the results for a day or two. Uh, which is what they told me. They said it'll be a day or two. And then on Wednesday at the office, I had a bit of a problem pop up. And it's it's too hard to get into and it's not necessary to get into. But the basic gist is it took several hours of my day trying to research and figure out what was being relayed to me. And it kind of took up my whole day. So on Thursday, I wake up. as My daughter and I took the test at CVS on Wednesday. Um, on Thursday, I wake up, I have a slight headache and some nasal, nasal pressure. I sounded a little nasally like I do now, like you can probably hear it in my voice. And, um, I feel like almost like I have like laryngitis, but I'm not having any difficulty talking. I just can feel it in my voice. So on Thursday, when I woke up, it just kind of felt like allergies But I was slightly alarmed because it was something when before I had nothing. So on Thursday, I also had a trial and it was a virtual trial. And I informed the client of everything that was going on, like everything that I've just told you, what I knew at that point. And um, the client opted to come in. The client had already had COVID. So I believe the client felt safe, even if I had turned out being positive. So I had some coffee. I got up in the morning, I had coffee, I took a shower, and the headache disappeared. But I did sound somewhat nasally throughout the day. And I'm not really having any trouble breathing. You know, every once in a while I have to blow my nose, but it's not like, it wasn't like one of those colds or allergies where you're constantly sneezing and blowing your nose. So my client leaves, I do the trial, I tell the court you know, my voice is a little hoarse. Um, so we're social We're. I didn't even discuss my voice at that point. I'm like conflating it with what happened afterwards. Sorry. So my, um, I explained to the court that we're kind of social distancing, uh, you know, from my laptop because I was exposed to COVID. Uh, so we did the trial, my client leaves, my sister-in-law, who's also my legal is, is assistant gets her results for her COVID test. And so she had spent some time with us during Labor Day weekend. So she tested as well, and it was negative. I was so excited, figuring mine had to be negative as well. Two minutes later, I received mine, and it was positive. Positive for COVID. And I'm not joking when I say this. I read it 10 times. I closed the test, and I reopened it. I was beyond shock. And my daughter's test came back a few minutes later, and it was negative. So I changed my outgoing email message from exposed to COVID to positive for COVID, and I went home. I went home and continued to quarantine 
this is Saturday. I'm still in quarantine. It wasn't much different than what I was already doing because um, we were all just sort of staying away from each other. But I isolated myself from everyone else. Before my positive test, we were not entirely avoiding each other, um, but mostly avoiding each other. So for the first night after I tested positive, we ordered Chinese and it was dropped off at my door. I also made a list of movies that I wanted to see, so I wasn't endlessly scrolling through streaming platforms. I'll tell you that is something that I do quite a bit, which is um, I just don't know what to watch. When you're faced with so many choices, you sometimes just can't find anything to watch. And then I end up putting on The Ring or Jennifer's Body or Cabin in the Woods and watching them over and over again. So I thought, well, I'll make a list too. Um, and my husband stayed in the room with me and I wore a mask while we watched a movie. We watched Reminiscence with Hugh Jackman. I'm going to detour for a second and do a quick review. It's on HBO Plus uh, and it is at the movies also. It is not a good movie. Don't watch it. It was silly. Uh, one thing I'll tell you and it won't even give anything away but in the movie, it has a technology where Hugh Jackman can watch your memories. So when he watches your memories, it's like he's watching a movie of you doing whatever you're doing. So like, say you're crawling into bed, it's him watching you crawl into bed. And I don't know how that becomes your memory, because <laughs> your memory would be from your point of view. So it'd be like you seeing the pillows, you pulling the covers up, not you watching yourself do it. And it was supposed to be like, I don't know, kind of like a murder mystery. And it just was silly. And um, it's in the future where Miami is half underwater. And I'm like, why do people live there if this is the case, if there's all these problems with living in Miami? Because they weren't saying the whole U.S. was underwater. They were just saying Miami was. So anyways, it was a super weird movie. And um, after watching the movie, I was exhausted, but really mentally exhausted. In the last few days, I had so much information to process. And I went to bed early because I just wanted to rest. But I also felt apprehensive about going to sleep because I felt okay before I went to sleep. And I was just so afraid I would have that thing where you like you wake up and you are coughing like crazy or you start throwing up and I was just afraid that was going to happen to me. So I was just very fearful about even going up to sleep, to going to sleep. But I woke up on Friday and I basically felt the same as Thursday. I wasn't having a fever. I wasn't having chills. I could still taste. I could still smell. Um, I will get into losing some smell um, a little bit later, but at that time I could still smell. Again, navel, nasal pressure, pressure, and I coughed when I first woke up, woke up, and my voice sounded nasally, and when I went into the shower and like the steam hit me, a little bit more coughing. It's a dry cough, not wet, and a bit of a headache that was relieved when I had coffee. So I get migraines. I guess they're migraines. Um, I get nausea with them. I guess they could be a tension headache too, because a lot of it's in my neck. And mostly I can, like when I get a headache, I'll um, 
something like an Aleve or a Tylenol won't help me, but an Excedrin migraine will help me or some ice or some coffee. And this headache was not even a tenth of the migraines that I usually get. It was more like an annoying caffeine or allergy headache. So my grandson is turning one on Monday, and his mother and I are the only two that can hold him right now. We are guessing, we were thinking my daughter had it, the one who is his mother, because she's been caring caring for him, but... Um, We'll see. I think she still needs to take a test. She's had a slight headache. That was it. Otherwise, she was telling me she hasn't felt better in months. Like, she felt really good. So I went to the office on Friday. My associate had the day off, and my legal assistant opted not to come in, even though I was quarantining myself in my office. Um, But I, I get it. I had court and several telephone meetings, and for some reason, I had a ton of messages on the voicemail. I returned all the calls, and by the time I finished, it was around three. It was a very busy day, and basically six hours in a chair doing phone calls in court. So by the time I got home, I was tired, and my head started to hurt again. I wanted to take a nap, but I started to get a bunch of calls from clients who have my cell phone, and everyone in my house was calling me because I was home. And my husband um, is not entirely avoiding me, so he was coming in and out of the room. Since everyone, my whole family, my grandsons, live in my house, we don't have a guest room. And I did have a, a guest room for a few years at the old house that I lived in. I did actually consider getting a hotel room for a few days, um, but then just decided, you know, at this point, we'd all had some sort of contact with each other. So what good was it going to be to get a hotel room at that point? My husband's been mostly staying in the garage, but you have to come in sometimes. I mean, you can't live in a hot garage. And um, on Friday night, I watched uh, a four-hour movie called Once Upon a Time in America. And I'll do a quick review. This is a mob movie from 1984. It has Robert De Niro and James Woods and a bunch of other people. Like Joe Pesci has a small part in it. It is not a mob movie of the caliber of like The Godfather and Goodfellas. You can tell that Goodfellas was taped afterwards. Goodfellas, I think, got some inspiration from it. And I think The Sopranos did as well. But this is a weird movie. I don't know necessarily that I can recommend it. It's long. Like I said, it's it's four hours. And it's it rambles. There's a lot of scenes where the camera is just focused on one thing for a long period of time. Like, for example, Robert De Niro drinking a cup of coffee. Like, that was a scene for a, like probably three or four minutes. And there was a lot of scenes like that. And it had a good narrative when it did have a good narrative. And then sometimes it just went weirdly off the rails. Um, it had some weird, uncomfortable sex stuff um, that felt really misplaced. Like I wasn't sure why they, why this was in the movie. Um, and if it would have been pared down, it could have been like a really good movie. Like a, a, it's not a movie that I hear talked about um, at all, really. And it popped up on Netflix. But looking at the description, looking at the cast, I felt like, well, this has got to be like a Godfather. And 
I don't know, it is a little bit, but in a lot of ways it's not. Um, unless you're super interested in delving into this movie, um, I would skip it. But anyways, there's a quick review for you. So now it's Friday. We order food again. I order from Rosati's Pizza. So we order pizza, appetizers, desserts. My husband delivered a plate to me. And I felt amazing when I was eating, which is something I always feel when I have a cold. Like eating feels amazing. Um, it like clears up my head and the food tastes good and I just feel great. But when I was done, my head started to hurt and I started to get really stuffed up, especially like in one sinus. My cheeks felt hot, but I don't think I had a fever because it wasn't like a, you know, chills and you know, when you have a, a fever and you get like the chills and you're kind of like thrashing around and it's just very, very uncomfortable. I didn't have that. Like I felt like my cheeks were burning. I couldn't find a thermometer, so I never figured it out. And I also had, this is something very weird. I had a weird thing where the inside top of my mouth hurt very badly. Like almost like someone reached into my mouth and punched me in the top of the mouth. And then here was the thing that I was really, really dreading. By the end of the night, I couldn't smell. And I looked up something on the internet, and someone reported the exact same thing when they had COVID, which was the top of their mouth hurt, and then they lost their sense of smell. And I was so bummed about that. Like, I didn't want to lose senses. I could still taste, so I was grateful for that, but I couldn't smell. I was picking up my perfume bottles, my body wash, my hand soap, and it was nothing. Like it was all scentless. It had no scent. Like I could feel the sensation of, you know, it wasn't like I was so stuffed up that I was unable to to sniff and try to smell. It was that it was like there was just no scent to be found, like it had gone bad. So I took Tylenol cold nighttime, and I fell asleep. And I was having, before I took it, I was just very um, agitated. Like I couldn't sleep, I couldn't get comfortable. And so I took one Tylenol cold, and it wasn't relaxing me enough. I don't like taking these things, the nighttime medicine, because when I wake up, I feel really, really groggy. And I didn't want that to happen. But I took one and nothing happened. And I thought, okay, here I go. I'm going to take another one. And uh, the sleep was actually very good. Like when you have that very, very good sleep and you wake up and, and you feel pretty good. I didn't set an alarm for Saturday like I usually do because I always get up early on Saturday and, and take my grandsons for a walk. But I said, I'm going to sleep until my body tells me to stop. Like, I'm not going to worry about trying to get up, trying to do anything. I'm just going to let my body lead me. But I actually woke up about 6.15 and I took my grandson, the one who does have COVID, for a walk. And he was so happy to be out. He's been cooped up in a room for a week. He was looking all around. He was yelling. He was so cute. I would have walked him around for hours but it got pretty hot pretty quick. And here's the thing about September in Arizona. It's still hot, but it can go two ways. Your mornings can be nice or your mornings can be hot. And we are in the September where the mornings are still hot. 
for a second, when I first started walking, I felt a bit of coolness where I'm like, okay, there's a light at the end of the tunnel, but it was quickly gone. I checked the weather for about the next 10 days. It looks pretty similar where we're having 108 and 109 degree days, which is awful for this whole COVID thing, because if people could get out and not be in their houses and offices all the time, um, I think the numbers would start to go down again, like they did in the spring. But nobody can get out. I mean, how much can you get out when it's 109 degrees out? I would have been better off um, starting walking at about 530. But like I said, I just needed to sleep. We'll see tomorrow if um, I change what I do tomorrow on Sunday. There was also a bunch of mosquitoes um, everywhere. And I let my grandson play in my courtyard for a little bit so he didn't have to go back in the room right away but that lasted about 10 minutes as soon as a mosquito landed on his forehead I brought him inside and gave him to his mother that's the other thing there's been a lot of mosquitoes this year so I'm anxious for a cool down so they'll hopefully just go away so I went up to my room with a cup of coffee I got into the tub and I hadn't taken a bath in forever for a couple of reasons one I just don't have the time and also, it's just been too hot. And I made the water. Um, I didn't want to. Sometimes I'll, I'll take a bath and actually kind of make myself feel ill because I made the water too hot. And um, I made the water more like lukewarm. And I'm so blessed to have this, but I have a tub with jets, which is something I wanted my whole life. And I got when I moved into the into this house a year and a half ago. I turned on the jets and I sat in the tub for about two hours because what else can I do? I read books and I finally, finally, finally finished the Barack Obama autobiography of his presidency. It's a very good book, but it took me about six months to get through it. I would pick it up and I could only read a few pages at a, at a time um, because it's a lot about policy and things like that. My favorite parts where he just talked about what it's like to be president and to um, have a family. Those are my favorite parts. And when he talked about the financial crisis that he inherited, uh, that was. And then the killing of bin Laden was um, very fascinating as well. He has a very great voice, but it's 700 pages and it, it took some time to get through it. I alternated while I was in the tub, I alternated between four other books that I was reading and I just relaxed and relaxed. And the thing about relaxing for me is that my mind starts to go on a bender. And I, if I'm going to do that, I need to bring a pad of paper with me because I just kept thinking of things to do and what I needed to do and what I was going to do for the weekend. Um, now that I'm in quarantine, like what I can do to pass the time and still be productive and if you can believe it, I'm still scheduled to go to Hawaii in a few weeks. And I should be totally clear because by then I'll be recovered from COVID and have the vaccine. So that is the double, um, the double, I don't know what you call it, the double whammy to, for, for travel. Um, so I should have antibodies galore, hopefully, fingers crossed. You know, when I got the vaccine, I had no symptoms. And they always say, well, the more symptoms you have when you have the, when you have the vaccine, like the more antibodies you're building up. 
And I just hoped, oh, I hope that's like, not really a thing, you know, because it was so easy. But um, I had basically no symptoms. One, my first shot, I was a little bit tired. And then now I have COVID. So the only thing will be if my husband gets COVID three days before the trip. But by then, um, hopefully he should either have it and have recovered or never have gotten it. And I'll tell you this, he has an amazing immune system. We have two babies in the house. And in the last year, I have had three stomach flus and a couple of colds, including a super bad one in June. That cold was worse than this COVID. I mean, fingers crossed, you know, hoping nothing worse happens. But um, that cold was it. It it didn't put me out of commission for three weeks, but for three weeks, um, I sneezed for a week and I'm not exaggerating. Like I just sneezed and sneezed and sneezed and sneezed. And then it turned into, um, coughing for about two weeks, like a lingering cough. And at the front end of it and at the tail end of it, I had, um, like a stomach flu, like two nights where, I threw up all night. So I don't know, like, I don't know what it is with me, but he, um, he said nothing in the last year. Uh, there was one time he told me he felt lightheaded, but he ran out of his blood pressure medication and he was doing work in the, in the heat. That's it. Me, I have a rotating list of, um, illnesses, including allergies on a regular basis. Like I'm always dealing with my allergies as well. In any event, back to Saturday, the sec, the point where I am right now. So I have my own office that doesn't have access to other people's offices. So um, like, I don't share a hallway with another law firm, like you go through my door, and it's my office. And I decided I'm going to spend a few hours there instead of being locked in my room. I'll do some work at the office. I'll do I'll watch church from my office. And I I tell you, I love my room and I'm always so happy when I'm in it. It feels like a hotel room to me, the way that it's set up and I have a really cool shower and a bathroom, but no one wants to be cooped up all day in their room. Like it's a luxury to have like a day out of the month where you can spend a few hours reading magazines and maybe watching a movie in the afternoon. But when you're told you can't leave, it sucks. And then plus my husband can have the room to himself for a few hours. So that's my plan for today. So today is September 11th, Saturday, September 11th, 20 years. Can you believe it? I know exactly where I was on September 11th. I used to um, set an alarm, like a regular clock alarm, you know, before everyone used their cell phones as alarms. And the clock alarm went off and the radio host was saying something about a plane hitting one of the twin towers. I'm like, what? Like, what are they talking about? So then I turn on the TV and another plane hits the other tower. And you cannot even imagine like my thoughts, like what's going on? Like, just like the rest of the world, like you had no idea what was going on. Like, are we under attack? Is you know, what is this? But on that day, I had court, and I had to go to court, I drove to downtown Phoenix. 
And um, by the time I got there, the court was in pretty normal activity. You know, a lot of people coming and going, that sort of thing. I went into a morning hearing. I was there for, I think, till about noon. So say it started at nine, it went till noon. I come out to a dead zone of a city. There is not anyone walking around. The court buildings had been evacuated. All the other judges had canceled their hearings. My judge went ahead with her hearing. In retrospect, I thought that was so odd because we literally didn't know what was going on. And then I went home and everything got canceled like for the rest of the week. And I sat on my couch and just um, watched um, watched TV, like trying to figure out what was going on. And um, like the rest of the world, you know, like my, my business for that week was very quiet. I still was running and out of the house at that time. So mostly it was just watching the shows and just trying to figure out what was going on. My kids were home from school. You know, that was it. My little one was really a little one. Uh, Lillian, I think, was she would have been three at that point. So she was home from daycare, and we just were waiting, like waiting it out. Okay, so September 11th. So prayers to all the victims of September 11th and for our country. September 11th is also my dad's birthday. Happy birthday, Dad. We were supposed to have my grandson's party today. Also, his birthday is September 13th. He'll be one. Happy birthday, Gray. And it's supposed to be Harry Potter themed. And my daughter has been working on it for over a month. She had the idea several months ago. And then she's been putting together ideas and then working on it in earnest for the last month. And of course, it's canceled because he's sick and I'm sick. We were going to just call it my dad's birthday party also. And my daughter's birthday, the one who is the mother of my grandson, her birthday is September 16th. Happy birthday, Florency. We were going to call it her birthday party. And my father-in-law's birthday is August 20th. I know it's a little late, but um, we didn't have anything for him prior. Happy birthday, Dad. And um, we were going to call it his birthday, too. So we're going to try this again in a few weeks. Also, since I've been um, out of commission, I've been re-watching American Horror Story. The new season of Red Tide has started, and four episodes are out. I've watched three, three point uh, two episodes. I watched about 10 minutes um, of an episode yesterday and then went to bed. Because by the time I remembered that it was out, I was pretty tired anyways. And when I started watching it, I'm like, okay, I don't want to fall asleep during this. But I've been re-watching the other American Horror Stories. And let me think, about a year, probably a year ago, I re-watched season one and two. That's Murder House and Asylum. And on my list, I had always put Asylum like I didn't really like it. And I'm like, oh, no, this is good. This is good. And then I re-watched Coven when I was in New Orleans in March, because um, my daughter and I, we went together and for the first day, we kind of couldn't do anything. There was the storm watch and there was just like all sorts of craziness. And a lot of things were closed down for COVID. So we basically just got food and, um, and throughout the night, and I, I, I've mentioned it before, but my first night in a hotel room, I can't sleep. So 
rewatched Coven and wow. And because we were in New Orleans and Coven is in New Orleans, like I really wanted to watch it while I was there. And that's a great one. That's one of my all time favorites. And, um, like in the last, I don't know, couple of weeks, I was like, you know what? I want to rewatch some more of the other ones. And I rewatched a freak show. And that was one I had put on my list towards the bottom. And I watched it and I'm like, oh, it's good. Like, it's really good. And then I rewatched Hotel, which has always been one of my favorites, but I know not a favorite for a lot of the other fans, but I liked it. Like I, you know, it was the first season without Jessica Lang, and she's missed a lot. Um, Evan Peters is not featured too much in it, but the part that he does have is kind of fun. And um, Lady Gaga's in it. And I know a lot of people criticized her for being in it, but I really thought her, her part was um, great, you know, especially when you get towards the end and you see like the full arc of her story. Angela Bassett comes in for not every episode, but uh, several episodes, like really uh, fun character. And there's a serial killer storyline going through that kind of has a twist ending and I really like that one. And so I, re- I started Roanoke yesterday. And that is the one that starts like a reality TV show. Um, or like a documentary, really. And I know there's a twist in the middle. Um, but if you have never watched the American Horror Stories, just watch them in order. You're really going to like them. They're so well done. It is such a genius idea to not to not continue the same story um, the next season because there's so many series that have that second um, second season slump where they just come out of the gates like so hard on their it you know and the, it's this great first season and then you get to the second season and then it starts to be like a parody of themselves or they run out of ideas, and that's the genius of American Horror Story because it's always different. But they put all these little Easter eggs in there where there's callbacks to prior seasons and prior characters from other seasons. So it really works well, and I love it. And I love horror, and I think that um, they do a really good job. They also do this thing. They So the things that we love about horror they will kind of steal bits and pieces from it, but make it their own. Like vampires. Like vampires has been done a million times, but it's getting done a little bit differently in hotel. It was, it looks like um, in red tide, there's a vampire theme. Um, There's little bits of like movies that we love. As I was watching hotel this time and they have this lobby and the whole time, I'm like, where did they film this you know, it looks like an art deco hotel from the twenties. And lots of people thought it was, um, filmed at the Cecil hotel in LA. It's called in the movie or in the show, it's called the hotel Cortez in LA. Uh, so there's definitely ties to it, but it's not filmed there. It's not filmed anywhere. It's filmed on a sound stage where they built a six story set and it's such an amazing set. And when you look down at the carpet in the lobby, it looks like a blown up version 
of the carpet and the shining that Danny rides his, um, uh, his three wheeler, his little big wheel rides it around the hotel, but it's like blown up into a giant pattern and just little things like that. And you'll see like little, you know, this season in red tide, Finn Whitrock is playing kind of a version of Jack Nicholson from The Shining, but these, they're never imitations. It's always something different, but always reminds you of something. Last season they did 1984, which was like all slasher stuff, um, which was a big favorite for Um, my brother, because he loves slasher stuff. And I do too. That probably wasn't one of my favorite seasons. Um, They're always good, but there's going to be like a couple seasons that really stand out to me. Um, Murder House and Coven are probably my two favorite. Um, And then Hotel might even be my third favorite. But anyways, um, maybe I'll do a little list when I'm done with the rewatch. So I will be back in two weeks to talk about life after COVID. Hopefully, hopefully it's life after COVID and um, this isn't going through my whole house, but say a prayer for me and my family and best wishes to everybody. You can find the podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes under Florence Legally Brunette, Bonafide Legal Podcast. You can also find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram under Florence Legally Brunette on Facebook under my name and under my law office. You can also find me on my website, brummerlaw.com. And there is the podcast is also on Patreon with um, a special that you can order and get um, a t-shirt and a note from me. So uh, take care and I will be back next week. And thanks for putting up with my voice and hopefully that'll be back in the next two weeks as well. Thanks. Bye-bye.